0: News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben
1: Reikley. now No, Ben took the day off. I probably should have told uh, Rob. Sorry about that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, Ben's got the day off. I don't know where he is. Probably uh, gallivanting around the, the Mediterranean Sea or something. Catching something. Pull that mic up even closer. And we got Craig Defazio back in. Good morning, sir. Good morning to you. Thanks for coming in. Good to see you, Craig Defazio. Let's see, Grove area resident, uh, a legal attorney, right?
0: Well, not practicing, uh, but uh, into real estate, uh, into um, uh, assisting my wife with her uh, practice, family practice, uh, and a variety of other things.
1: I saw your name on a real estate transaction in the past year. I wonder what that was all about. Okay, so you're what is it? Investing or something yeah, like that? Yeah, okay. I'd say so. Yep. Good. Okay. Yep. And um, let's see, Widener School of Law, if I remember from our first conversation. That's correct. Yep. Okay. What else can I say? But uh, it, are you a house husband? Well, it depends on who you ask. Okay. It depends on who you ask. Behind every
0: successful woman is a, is a strong, uh, patient man, right? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know.
1: Or, <laughs> or a quiet one. A quiet one or a, a, not subservient, but uh, willing to do the right thing. Yeah. To, uh,
0: yeah, no, I um, uh, I have the luxury, I guess, of being an entrepreneur, so okay. I do a, a lot of things uh, on my own, and uh, it's worked out really well with raising the, the three children, and uh, but uh, we're we're both very very busy as you are,
1: but uh, all's good. Well, can I mention who your lovely bride is? Sure. Dr. Jessica Pagana DeFazio of Sunbury. So uh, she's just a super-duper doctor. My uh, parents just love the heck out of her. So <laughs> she's a go-to place and has been. Uh, of course, uh, her father started that up in Sunbury, John Pagan, uh, Pagana. Mm-hmm. Got to learn to say it right, too, mm-hmm. if, if nothing else. But, uh, yeah, so welcome aboard. So thanks for coming in. Uh, you are a conservative. Is that safe to say? Um,
0: yeah, I think so. Um, I I don't walk around day to day with a label on my back, but uh, I guess if you were to uh, if you were to try to do that, I'd I'd say an independent conservative.
1: Um, uh, no MAGA hat today. No MAGA okay. hat today. Um, let's see. I called you a common sense moderate, free thinking mm-hmm. conservative. Mm-hmm. That's that's about right. And you don't believe in conspir- conspiracies. Oh, that's correct. Except, <laughs> except Hunter Biden, right? Is that a conspiracy? Well, theory? I don't
0: know. I, I don't know if I call that a conspiracy, but he's if you wanna... being
1: investigated,
0: though he is. So he's. I guess he's, he's in hot water. I think that that'd be safe to say. We'll see. Um, we'll see if uh, if um, justice
1: prevails at some point in time. Well, I know we, we talked about this occasionally on the show, not too much, not to belabor the point on him, but uh, uh, he violated a gun law. This much we 100% know for sure, right? So that's there. And the laptop makes references to the big guy, and there's some other things. So all right, well, we can get into that. Uh, some other things popped up in the news, and this is for everybody out there. Some things popped up into the news. Uh, uh, Governor Shapiro says he won't enforce one of the laws in Pennsylvania, and that's that uh, individuals that do a capital crime if convicted by jury or plead guilty can get the death penalty, but Josh says "Uh uh-uh, not on his watch. Uh, Josh Fetterman is, or John Fetterman, back in the hospital, this time for clinical depression. So unusual story to pop up out of Washington, D.C. He's at Walter Reed. So, strangely enough, he's getting uh, probably fantastic care there, maybe better care than you can Really get around here. Geisinger talks about, and the people who provide human services around here talk about a uh, dearth of mental health. Uh, space and docks around here. So Geisinger wanted to do a mental health facility up in Danville at one particular location, but the town said not there. So they might they're they're going to put it someplace else, I would suppose. So that's happening. Uh, let's see. Some of the President Trump uh, Georgia grand jury information came out. I scanned over it. Truth be told, I didn't see too much was new there. Just that they confirmed that one of the witnesses had lied, but. Uh, they didn't say which one.
0: That seems to be commonplace nowadays that somebody
1: lied. Well, well particularly when you're talking about President Trump or um, you know some of his uh, henchmen. But uh, but if, if I don't know, it just seems strange to say somebody lied. It's just like somebody in sealants mm-hmm. groves a thief. What does that do? It, mm-hmm. doesn't, it doesn't tell you anything. So all right. So those are some of the things that have uh, popped up lately. We have open phones Friday now underway on the mark sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at Sunbury Motors. Dot com. Our telephone number is open. It's 570-743-9565. That's 570-743-9565. You can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com as one individual has done, so we'll check that out. And you can text us at 70236, include the keyword OTM. I got to do an obligatory thing here, and that's to talk more about the Sunbury Motor Company, particularly about the fact that they are looking for some people working. Worker shortage has impacted them, so they're looking for either experienced technicians or entry-level technicians, and technicians is what you and I used to call a mechanic, but of course now they're technicians because they uh, a lot of times hook the vehicles up to the, the computers, whether it's your first job or a career change. So those are the folks they're looking for over in the garage, but also in the frame and alignment shop, heavy truck service or light truck service or car service or the quick lane, uh, they would just love to see you apply for a job over there. So. If all this uh, stuff that you're doing doesn't work out. You just never know. Craig, this could be for you. That would be perfect. 107-year-old dealership looking for new people. And we always feature one vehicle that we talk about. Let's uh, talk about uh, today. Let's see. We'll scan down the list. See one that I haven't done uh, lately. How about the Hyundai Elantra? We'll do that. You can pick that up at the Hyundai dealership at uh, Sunbury. It's redesigned this year, and you're soon going to see uh, that the uh, 2023 have an even more reasonable price, if that's believable. Usually, to get a redesign, you don't get a lower price, but now the top end of the price range is $33,000, and guess what? The top end of the gasoline mileage is 48 miles per gallon. Of course, the hybrid is available, but uh, that's got a 147 horsepower motor. I think my lawn track probably has more than that, but hey, 0 to 60 in 9.8 seconds, if you get that hybrid electric thing going, and it's a four-cylinder motor. It's a four-banger, as we used to call it. And uh, But, boy, just a small, sporty car, and a lot of the young people like to soup them up and lower them down and make a big change to the Hyundai love the Electron. gas mileage on that. Right. Yeah, how about that? 48 miles a gallon. That's crazy. So, yeah, you save a buck, and plus you couldn't spend more than 35 for one. They just don't have one like that. So Hyundai Elantra, Sunbury Motor Company, com. Stan, thank you for your patience. You're now enjoying, we hope, anyway. Open Phones Friday.
2: Good morning. I figured I'd stir the pot to start this morning.
1: (laughs) Uh, That that sets today apart from uh, (laughs) no other day.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, yesterday Mr. Fetterman checked himself into the evidently Walter Reed. I heard in the news for uh, to be treated for depression. Which okay, I hope he gets better. And it said he said he's been suffering from it since after he had his stroke. I find the problem with him having been elected to start with when he knew he was ill. And now he is not able to do his job, which he is being paid for. Maybe not I won't say it's his fault for having the stroke because, you know, I don't know all the medical things that go along with it. Some people say because he didn't have his heart problems treated, it was part of it, but whatever. But now we have him there and he's not able to do his job because do,
1: do you get sick days if you're a senator? Maybe he's using quote unquote. Maybe he's using his sick days. That's what us working class dogs call it. We're using uh, our I, sick days. I, I, I don't get sick days. <laughs> okay, well I don't know about that either. We do here. You should arrange for that. You're you're like working on the railroad where they don't yeah, have any days on. Right.
2: <laughs> the only day I get is if I don't want to go to work, is I call in and tell them I ain't coming in to work, but I don't get paid for it. So, but that's that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying. You know, the man knew he wasn't well to start with. The people that voted for him knew he wasn't well to start with. But here we are. So what's going to be the end results of all this? That's my question. And I'm sure there's some smart people out there that have the answer for that. What is the end result? Is he going to continue to be a senator? Is he going to get all well and better? And he just carry on? or, Or is he going to have to resign? And then Mr. Shapiro will have to nominate. Or, I don't know, uh... Promote somebody to the Senate. Is that what's going to happen?
1: Yep. One of our listeners sent us a text that says it looks like Democrats picked a dud. A dud. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I
3: didn't
1: say that. <laughs> Their words, not mine. Yeah, well, I wouldn't use that. Well, I think if you have, uh, you know, people go in and out of depressive uh, states you know pretty regularly we got some pretty high functioning people that have and successful people that have been depressed from time to time um not to resort to my working class uh, time card situation, but we get sick days here, so uh, let's hope he's using his sick days, for lack of a better phrase. Craig, what's your view on this?
0: Well, I, you know, it's not a surprise. Um, I think mentally he was he was challenged uh, during the election, but the political machine, if you will, um, you know, they're willing to pick up the pieces. He's got a D uh, uh, on, on his name. Not so not that he
1: has a D. It's that he's not an R.
0: Well, that's correct. So um, I think it's more about, um, you know, what's best for the political machine and not so much what's best for us and um, the leadership representing us. Right.
1: If you are a Democrat today, your suspension of disbelief is wildly strong. I mean, look, we got Biden in there and we're thinking that maybe he'd be the best choice again for four more years. And of course, we have John Fetterman that we thought he'd be was the absolute best choice among all the D's that were out there. So, it's it's like being a Republican supporting President Trump. I mean, honest to Pete, it's, it's almost that strong. Stan, last word on this topic.
2: <laughs> uh, no, I don't know how many words, and I just have one question for Mister D'Agostino. Is it common practice for uh, stuff that, to come out of a grand jury hearing to be released to the public? That's all I wanted to know.
1: Yeah, down in Georgia. Well, the judge said it was okay. Thank you, Stan. Good question. Did you you bone up on this topic? Yeah, down in Georgia, they uh, released some of President Trump's, uh, well, it's a grand jury looking into a wide range of things, but mostly the phone call as near as I can tell.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I don't think it's normal. Uh, You know, I'm I'm not a um, uh, litigator, but I don't think it's normal that they would release that type of information uh, unless there were some special circumstances, so... Um, You know, is is politics involved in that? I don't know. Mark?
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, I think so. Well, and I read the whole article. New York Times has an article that's got to be I mean, if it were on a physical paper, it's got to be like six pages long. And you read 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 and you finally get to the end. And it says somebody lied to the grand jury. And so, we, you know, so now this we know that's true. But I and I, I forget how many people they interviewed, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens. Mm-hmm. And then uh, but that, uh, you know, but no pronouncements yet. You know, there's no real outcome of guilt yet. So if somebody wants to weigh in on that topic, feel free. Yeah, this is a Georgia grand jury that was primarily looking into that. Uh, Phone call uh, that the president made to the secretary of state Raffensburger down in uh, Georgia, saying that he just needed, I think, what, eleven thousand votes, and then we could, then we can call it a day. How many phone calls
0: uh, from the Democratic side have we ha- have they recorded that they've put out? Do you have any idea
1: uh, about President Biden? Well, he doesn't try to fix elections, so okay. they're wise enough not okay. to record something like that. Mm-hmm. No, Democrats they have a they have a computer, Mark. Democrats cheat their way to to victory, fair and square. We don't need to record phone calls surreptitiously and release them. So we have other ways to cheat. Don't you worry about that. All right, folks, weigh in on this topic. We would love to hear from you or John Fetterman, one of our uh, heartless listeners. I'm sorry, there's no other way to say it. Says Fetterman's obviously a dud. What's your view on that? Uh, 570 570 743-9565. 743-9565, that's 570-743-WKOK. You can email us at, at com and text us at 70236. One of our listeners has a quick observation about Don Lemon, so we can read that on the radio when we come back. But, uh, yeah, join us in Open Phones Friday on WKOK's On The Mark.
4: Mm, mm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, seven till four. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane, open seven till four Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory trained techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections? Quick Lane six thirty to six Monday through Friday, Saturday six. 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. We take the mm. 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 out of auto repair.
1: Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, uh, 570-743-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us, as two individuals have done, at onthemarkatwkok.com. Once said, anybody that has to listen to the likes of Jim Jordan, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and possibly Stan every day is bound to go batty, <laughs> says Tom, making a reference to John Fetterman. I don't think being depressed is considered going batty, but uh, anyway. Yeah, thank you for that uh, heartfelt sentiment. Uh, let's see another listener. Okay, this is what this email is about. Um, I have the AP version of this. Uh, in Dateline New York AP Don Lemon startled some colleagues on CNN's morning show Thursday. Thursday with his implication that Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley at age 51 was past her prime. Lemon with CNN this morning hosts Poppy Harlow and Caitlin Collins was discussing Haley's suggestion a day earlier that politicians over the age of 75 should be subject to mandatory mental competency tests. Joe Biden is 80, President Trump is 76. Uh, But he said, quote, Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. Explaining why he was uncomfortable with the age discussion. Quote, when a woman is considered to be in her prime, that's her 20s, 30s, and maybe her 40s, unquote. Of course, Harlow replied, prime for what? With a high-pitched voice. How old is uh, uh, the vice president? Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. I do not know, but we can look it up. Is she past her prime? Uh, Well, apparently, she'd be near it. I I can't believe he said that.
0: I just, I can't believe he said that. He made he uh, uh, last week. I think it was he. it was up in arms over the fact that uh, one of the late night hosts made fun of his, the way he dressed. Uh, he, he wore a hoodie uh, with a suit coat. I don't know if you saw that, but no, uh, the following work. day he he spent a lot of time talking about how he should be able to dress in whatever kind of colors he wanted to and not be ridiculed. Yet, yet <laughs> he, he stands on the podium and, and is able to ridicule others. So mm-hmm. there's some hypocrisy it's going on. It's funny
1: there. because Nikki Haley is using youth as part of her stick <laughs> as yeah. she runs. So, of course over 50... Um, uh, Uh, Kamala Harris is 58, young years of age, and uh, I would have to say still in her prime. You know, I mean, just this, the way that uh, women, a lot of women take super-duper care of themselves, and they're just super, super strong all the time. All right, so all that leads to what uh, is a letter somebody sent to us that says, if Nikki Haley was a Democrat and Don Lemon was white, he would no longer be employed, for all you Equity of outcome, people. Equity that. (laughs) Well, that could very well be, yeah, especially Mm -hmm. if Nikki Haley was black and Don Lemon was white. It would be turned around. But uh, I'm so shocked that Don Lemon just keeps getting promoted as some sort of uh, of a normal anchor. Spokesperson for, you know, I don't know who, but um, I agree. I agree. He sees everything through the black lenses, so I'm not sure that uh, that's always helpful. All right, Joseph, thank you for waiting while we read read the emails. You are on the mark.
3: Yes, I wanted to comment on Fed- Mr. Federman, not only on him, but we see all these crazy things happening that people uh are shooting people and for no reason. You know what I mean? And then we say, "I think they have mental problems." Well, yes, they do, but I think we're missing a factor here—a very important factor. It has to be looked at and uh, yeah i'm not saying everyone that has mental problems are demonically possessed but i believe that many of them are and why i say that is uh, the bible says that in the latter time
1: there it is
3: what don't you want to hear what the scripture says <laughs> uh, yeah, that's t- that's the problem we're living in the latter times and many will depart from the faith giving who's he's the seducing spirits and doctrines of demonic things And so there's a lot of demon possession out there that we're not recognizing and don't know how to treat it. And they try to treat it with chemicals and pills and uh, psychiatry, but they need to be exercised. They need to be cast out of these people. Uh, Just like John Feldman's stand-up when he was running for senator there, whatever, and he said, I'm Mr. Federal Woman, you know. uh, When you give yourself to things like that, you, you, you're giving yourself over to another spirit that's not right in the same way with all this transgender and all these things here their minds are not right there's another spirit guiding these people and it's demonic is what it is
1: gotcha should we have an exorcism at walter absolutely. reed absolutely okay gotcha
3: absolutely i they was need kidding it. <laughs> in washington dc you need a lot of exorcism <laughs> believe me i'm i'm I mean, it sounds funny, but it's not. It's very serious. Right. These people are. Yeah. Uh, and why I say that my wife committed suicide and I know personally what happened. Uh, in fact, the spirit spoke to me. The spirit of Yahweh spoke to me and showed me why she did it. She'd be normal at times, perfectly normal. And then all of a sudden she'd just go off and, and try and commit suicide. And I never knew, uh, you know, what, what the problem was at the time and uh, just like remember that woman that drove her car into uh, in uh down florida into the ocean and went to drown her children here's some years back and in the interviewer, she said i love my children but i don't know what something just came over me it was a demonic spirit gotcha
5: that are right. moving
3: upon these people in the last times and we're living the last days
5: all right we got the, you. The,
3: the, the demonic activity is <laughs> we never seen it like this uh, 20 30 40 years ago as crazy as it is now, you, you got to admit that, there's something going
1: on. All right. We got you, sir. Thank you hey, so much. Thank you. F- yep. Thanks for calling in. Five seven zero seven four three nine five six five is our telephone number. Well, Don Lemon himself is 56 years old, so he's, he's passed his prime. Or do men prime later? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, I, you know, in tongue in cheek, I think uh, he he needs to probably uh, uh, apologize for his comment. I mean, those guys are on the air a lot, and they, they, they,
1: they I think
0: he did apologize. He did
1: apologize. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, if it was sincere, then we
1: move on, right? <laughs> Don Lemon sincere. How, <laughs> how, how, how would you have a sincerity detector hooked up to him? I don't know. What kind it, of it would machine would be going off Happy. all the time? Right. So, yeah, I'm always surprised that you see him because they put him in the prominent spots, mm-hmm. you know, and of course, uh, I definitely think that, you know, uh, black people and black history really has got to be brought up and talked about, but there must be something in the world that isn't run through a black lens. You know, is there not anything that just doesn't have, to, is there anything that doesn't have anything to do with race? Well,
0: it, I don't think it should be in a black lens or white lens. It's, it, you know, I mean, we, we, that's where our politics are right now, but I don't think that's the way the rest of us who are, who are out there working, you know, Monday through Friday, eight to five and doing our thing. I, that's not how we we think. I, I don't believe it is.
1: All right. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree. This has got to be brought up and talked about. Tom mentioned equity, and I think that's got to be something that we continue to look at. Uh, we just uh, heard a great uh, story on CBS a little while ago where they focused on uh, Harrisburg, PA, where a black neighborhood had been removed so that they could expand the capital. And they, that's part of black history now. So, Um, And, you know, you can't do anything about it now, but you can talk about the fact that that was a vibrant community that was thriving uh, on its own at that time. All right, speedy dialers can still get through. Oh, and there's one now. Bob from Paxinus, PA. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark.
6: Yeah, good morning. Uh, I have a bad reception right now, but as far as uh, Fetterman goes, I mean, that's good he checked himself in because he's being depressed. I mean, it's easy for people to be depressed because, They can't do the things they used to do.
1: Right. And in what way or, or you mean, when... when Well,
6: you can be in an accident and break your back or you break your leg or something and you can't do what you're used to doing and you get depressed because you can't do it.
1: Right. Well, and I would have to think, and again, our story that we have here is primarily from the Hill and it just doesn't have many details in it, but it talks about the fact that uh, there's an overwhelming amount of work to get up to speed in Washington, and to be a thriving senator it takes just like crazy. They do like nine things at once all the time, and he's got adapt- adaptations at his desk and in his office to help him kind of cope with that stuff. It'd be very hard, so.
6: Yeah, and it's like your last caller says they're, de- they're demon, or I don't know, what do you Demon possessed, about? well, yeah. That's, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, that's just how life is. People get depressed because they can't do what they used to do. Yeah, I, it, it's just in our life.
0: Yeah, depression is is a, obviously a very serious uh, topic, and uh, we don't you know we don't make light of it. But I think uh, Mark brings up a good point. We knew that that Fetterman had some mental health issues going into the election. Um, we knew that there was a possibility that that he wouldn't get better. Uh, I think they they they, they downplayed it. And here we are. Uh, he is, you know, he's got he a, re- only
6: had a stroke. I mean, that happens to a lot it, of it Americans. It
0: does. It does. But the, you know, the question is, you know, uh, uh, my mother has one and she hasn't recovered from it in three years. And so, um, you know, the question is, will, will he recover from it? And also, he's got a, you know, a, his job isn't just any job, right? He's representing the rest of us and he needs to be able to do that and do it well. And the question right. is, can he continue to, can he continue to do that job?
6: I believe he can. I, um, I uh, work with people with disabilities, and they have job coaches that help them do their jobs. I mean, I'm not saying that he needs a job coach. To well, help I think do his people, job.
1: I think he does have help, accommodations, and uh, folks on the Senate floor are assisting him to make sure that things that uh, they work them with, help him with programs that transcribe real time. Uh, you know, when people are speaking speech to text, like there you're, you. There you go. You know,
6: so. There you go. At least he's not, I mean, and as far as all these shootings lately, I mean, it's every day now we're having shootings somewhere. Why aren't these people going out and asking for help? These are the people that need to go ask for help. If you're going to kill a lot of people and they kill yourself, why don't you just kill yourself first? Thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you. I'm not sure that's the perfect solution, but, uh, might save a life, I guess, but, uh, how about if we just don't end up with any death? Would that be a <laughs> There you go. That's Lawrence. Uh, we call it Marktopia. I should probably introduce <laughs> that. That's where everything's perfect, and people behave, and life goes on, and mm-hmm. mental health is respected, and uh, not everything is all about race. This is WKOK Sunbury, 9 a.m.
0: News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here's your host for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence.
1: Ah, there we go. Rob Center, a fabulous producer, knows the right buttons to push over there. We appreciate that. And uh, I know later he's going to take out Kevin's version of the Friday song and put in there and put up in a good one. So we always appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, great producer. Put him to work, though, if you would like to. You do that by... Calling 570-743-9565. That's our telephone number. You can email us at on the mark at com, And you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM in your email. So the Sunbury Motor Company is our sponsor. So we always appreciate their help. My good guest co-host today is uh, Craig DeFazio. Probably the last time I saw you was at... Um, that man is you, I think. Yeah, th- that man is you, or this man is you? That man is you. Pull yeah. that mic just another inch. Sure. Closer. That man is you. Um, it's our Saturday morning men's group
0: uh, at the uh, lower level of St. Pius Tenth Catholic Church. We meet at 6.30 to 8 o'clock. And uh, it's 6.30 a.m. A.m., yeah, on a Saturday.
1: Free and open to the public. Free.
0: Well, yep, it or is. For men. Yep, just, just for men. And, um, yep, we have a little breakfast. And that's usually followed by about a half hour of a very professionally done Catholic video, um, uh, uh, spiritual video, and then we talk as a as a group for about thirty minutes about what we've uh, what we've listened to and uh, answer a few formal questions, and it's uh, really been a wonderful bonding experience. We've been doing it for a number of years. Um, The uh, there's there's thousands of Catholic churches around the country that do this program we are one of that them man
1: is you. that man is yeah, you yeah i've been to some of the uh, sessions very uh, uplifting and uh, really helps you uh, i think guys sometimes figure out uh, have trouble figuring out how they're going to be any sort of a spiritual presence in their family's life or even a spiritual leader which mm-hmm. i think we're called to do also so um, but they, yeah, the, that yeah uh, that discussion really helps that in the presentation and the book and so on so yeah i'll start coming back again I didn't, i'm sorry to say i didn't realize you were still going you stopped emailing me but well
0: so. it was yeah it, yeah, it was right during the pandemic. We stopped for a couple years, and uh, okay. we, we've gotten started see again. You so up. you're welcome. I'll, I'll expect to see you tomorrow morning, 630. Well, not
1: tomorrow, but okay. 630 in the morning uh, in the future. Uh, uh, yep, especially during Lent, probably pr- part of a good discipline. Why not? So get that going. So, uh, yeah, Craig DeFazio, Sealance Grove area, just a super family guy over there. So we appreciate him coming in. He's a conservative. So prove to me that you're a conservative. You're not a Trumpian, but you like Nikki Haley. Is she ringing? Well, I'll be honest with you. I
0: don't know. You know, she she's been on the, the national stage talking about uh, foreign affairs for, for quite some time. Um, I don't know enough about her, or haven't listened to her opinions enough to be able to really comment. Uh, uh, but, as you said, as a conservative, you know, I I voted for Trump the first go-around because I wanted some change in Washington. And... 2020. In 2020. And I wanted some change in Washington, and um, I thought that he could, he could do that. Um, and I I'm glad that he did run, um, and I'm glad he was president, because I think he brought to light a lot of issues around the world, uh, especially our relationship with China, which all of a sudden now is our number one threat. But prior to him mentioning that, um, I don't recall anybody saying that that China had had been our number one threat or that we we had a lot of issues with China. so i think he he brought a lot of awareness to the corruption uh he also brought a lot of uh awareness to um, the way the media itself uh uh has, has um Sort of supported the Democratic Party in a, in a big way. <laughs>
1: that's very gracious
0: of you. Um, sort kind. of supported. Sort okay, of support. so they
1: all lean ridiculously left yeah. but anyway, for yeah. the most part.
0: Yeah, and so, um, anyway, so now, you know, uh, in 24, uh, I'm not so sure that, that he's the right voice, for. in my opinion. Um, I still believe in his policies. You know, that's the big thing, mm-hmm. the policies. And whether you're Democratic or Republican, uh, you know, the policies to me really matter.
1: Well, in my view, the Republican side of the ticket uh, has a wide range of individuals who are natural-born leaders, and I think could be. You know, there's a half a dozen of them. I'm not going to list them all, but um, well, well, there's probably a dozen altogether. And and on the Democratic side, there's a wide range of characters that kind of emerge from a 2024. But my opinion, you know, Lawrence's worthless opinion is what it's known as, especially around here, (laughs) is uh, I don't really see super-duper natural-born leaders, although Lately, Josh Shapiro has been added to the conversation, so we'll see how he does as governor, and then we'll maybe mm-hmm. have a presidential conversation about him. I'm a fan of Gretchen Whitmer. I saw her on Meet the Press last week and wasn't too impressed from, with her, so I, you mm-hmm. know I'm not sure that's the way to go. But all the rest of the, you know, the sort of normal Democratic. Um, Talked abouts uh, don't really interest me too much. You so. know,
0: uh, Shapiro uh, came out I think yesterday or maybe even this morning to talk about Norfolk Southern and the rail uh, 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 mishap disaster, I should say. Um, he said that Norfolk Southern quote had a had a disregard for local residents, and he said it very strongly. And I think that's the type of uh, person or leadership that we need to have, where where people are representing us, you know, and 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 not just the big businesses, but but can stand up. A, up to them, you know, right. and I and I think DeSantis in Florida, I think he does that. Um, that's my own opinion. Um, but we have a ways to go, and, and there's a lot of uh, other other uh, areas of these uh, other areas that we need to hear from them about. So.
1: We are talking about uh, the train derailment in Ohio. I have to do some brief news headlines here, so I'm going to start those in a moment. We talked about John Fetterman in the first part of our show, uh, hospitalized now once again at Walter Reed uh, for depression in this particular case, so this disease that kind of pops up and ebbs and flows in people's uh, lives, once again a factor in his life, which if he's in the hospital, uh, it doesn't always mean they're suicidal. It just means that they want to try to uh, get good control of maybe medications or just kind of stay out of the the you know the hubbub of society down there that uh, you know sort of that treadmill that they're on in Washington DC so uh, so we talked a little bit about that uh, uh, President Trump's grand jury pronouncement uh, and we're going to talk about Josh Shapiro says no death penalty on his watch so we'll discuss that yesterday Joe Biden finally talked about the balloons he said they probably did not belong to China which is interesting because he says we have absolutely positively no idea who they do belong to. The key word there is probably, <laughs> but we don't know who they don't. But we know who they don't belong to. You know, which is interesting. But anyway, I, I know if I try that at home, say I don't have any idea what the right answer is, but I know what the right answer is not. I think I'll get flagged for that. Exactly. So, but anyway, it doesn't. I guess it works for him. So, all right, well, folks, join us on these topics or something else uh, for Friday five seven zero seven four three nine five six five. The telephone number you can email email us at mark at WKOK.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Here are those brief news headlines. Uh, Tomorrow, major event at Chickalamee High School. Not a sporting event, but for athletes. The Alyssa Dressler Foundation is hosting a free youth heart screening this weekend. They're continuing to spread the word about and doing what they can do to prevent a sudden cardiac arrest. You may remember a Sealands Grove girl died in 2015. Alyssa a wrestler uh, just age 14 uh, during an athletic event. And it turns out that sudden cardiac arrest is the number one killer of student athletes. I certainly knew it was a factor. Of course, YouTube changed it. Now you get to see these really tragedies unfold when they happen somewhere. And uh, it turns out that it is 100% detectable with an EKG, a murmur check and vital sign check, and sometimes an echocardiogram. I'm not sure what all of those are, but they sound very serious, and so it's a free uh, EKG and murmur and vital sign and echocardiogram tomorrow, 9 to 3 at the Shicklemy High School, uh, trying to detect early on sudden cardiac arrest. They can take a couple hundred kids, ages 12 to 19, throughout the valley. You don't have to be from dot AlyssaDressler.org is the name of their website. There was a fire call in Sunbury, January 8th, and now residents of that home say that was the day. some. Was stolen there. Sunbury Police Chief Brad Hare confirms officers called to the home January 8th along with Fire and EMS for a fire call. Harris says about two weeks later the resident says some money was stolen from the house during that time. They say an investigation opened up from there and state police uh, providing some assistance there. As uh, our good co host Greg just said, Josh Shapiro announced that we're going to have to take extra steps in Pennsylvania because Norfolk Southern and Ohio is not not doing its job to the fullest extent. He says Pittsburgh is just 50 miles downwind of where there was a train crash. Our correspondent Mark Sims says the governor wants to be as tough as possible out there.
5: Governor Shapiro says the Department of Environmental Protection will conduct water sampling in an area of Beaver County near where the derailment occurred. The governor says his administration is taking steps to independently verify the safety of Pennsylvania's water and will continue to do so in the months to come. Meantime, Shapiro told CNN he continues to have concerns with Norfolk Southern's handling of the derailment. They work with such
7: arrogance, such disregard for local communities and local residents,
0: that needs to change.
5: Shapiro says it's important that officials create a unified command structure in situations like the freight train derailment, adding that Norfolk Southern refused to take part in that. Mark Sims, News Radio, 1070, WKOK.
1: Democratic Governor Josh Shapiro yesterday said that he will not allow Pennsylvania to execute any inmates while he is in office and called for the state's lawmakers to repeal the death penalty. Shapiro, inaugurated last month, said he refused to sign execution warrants and will lose, use his power as governor to grant reprieves to any inmate whose execution is scheduled. In doing so, he's exercising an authority used for eight years by his predecessor or Governor Tom Wolfe to effectively impose a moratorium on the death penalty in a state uh, where it has been sparsely used. Shapiro went farther asking lawmakers to repeal the death penalty and calling it failable and irreversible. Uh, The first execution warrant came to his desk last week, according to Shapiro. Got some other conversation starters that popped up this week. Uh, CBS says not everybody loves California. We talked about this earlier this week, uh, that people, there's some sort of an exodus from California. California. The Golden State has seen its population drop drastically since the pandemic, and statistics show the state has lost about five hundred thousand residents in the last two years. CBS says here are the reasons: high housing costs, long commute times, crime increasing, and pollution. And the only state that lost more people than California was New York, but the margin was small there, were only about fifteen thousand. People exiting New York versus. But
0: they're all millionaires.
1: Oh, well, it could be. Well, that's true. Maybe going to the Caymans or something, Florida, and uh, oh, to live with the president. Okay, and uh, or maybe the president is one of them. Did he ever? He yeah, he was a New York resident he back was. in the day. Yeah, he switched. He moved down there when he was president. And also on the balloons, President Biden yesterday said those three smaller balloons shot down over North America last week and likely did not belong to China, but they still haven't figured out to whom they did belong. They haven't been able to recover them yet because of bad weather and rough terrain, but according to intelligence reports given to the White House, the leading theory is that they're probably scientific experiments or possibly even amateur radio transmitters, and one thing they know for sure, they're not aliens. How do you know that for sure? See, I just love this. We know what they aren't, but Uh, we have no idea what they are. No details. We have no idea what they are. All right. Uh, We'll open up the phone lines, 570-743-9565. Dick from Milton, PA. Good morning. There you go. Good morning. You're on. Go ahead, buddy. Hello? Yep, you're on the air.
8: Uh, Okay. I I don't have a lot of time there because I'm at work, but I just wanted to, you know, that a a, a, a Pennsylvania representative from Philadelphia and one from Westmoreland, a, put up a proposal that lowers the driving age to 15 in Pennsylvania. And I think it's beyond stupid. I mean, that's all we need is another whole group of people and their cell phones out there driving around not paying attention. Okay. I mean, the reasoning is that kids can't get to work. They, they, without being able to drive, they can't fill the jobs and go to work. That's mm-hmm. the re, That's the reasoning behind this. But, you know, I think 15 is really pretty young to be driving.
1: Okay, well, Great. that's when the, you can start to learn to drive, right?
8: I didn't say that. I'm just telling you that you can't get a. They want to the lower the, the lower their driving age to 15. That was their proposal. Okay. I just I just wonder what people think about it. All Besides right. me, maybe I'm the only one think it's kind of stupid because kids spend their whole day on a telephone, right, on their cell phone right now. They don't pay attention as it is.
9: Right. Okay. They have short
8: attention spans, and I just don't want them out. More people out there driving around on the highways, Interstate 80, and all these places, among tractor trailers, picking up their phone when somebody calls them and not paying attention.
1: All right, sounds like a good. We'll sample opinion. We'll find out. Dick, thanks for calling in. Get back thanks to work. A lot. Bye. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right, yeah. This is from W H T M. Two Pennsylvania lawmakers plan to propose a bill that would lower the legal driving age from 16 to 15. In a memo to House colleagues, State Representative Stephen Kinsey, a Democrat from Philadelphia, and Eric Nelson, a Republican from Westmoreland, argued that current legal driving age at 16 prevents teens from working, saying it prohibits employment choices. The bill would lower the eligibility for a junior's driver's license to 15 and, and establish an age of eligibility of 15 for a learner's permit. No changes will be made to safety or training requirements that currently exist, such as passenger limitations or nighttime driving restrictions, which junior license holders currently have. How long do you have a junior's license Till you're 18? Is that what it is? I believe okay, so, yeah. Okay, well, that sounds about right. According to pending, Dot. Those with a junior's license cannot drive between 11 p.m. and 5 a.m. unless their parent or guardian is with them. If the driver is involved in a public or charitable service, a volunteer fire company member, or is employed during those hours. Oh, I see. Okay, so that's the uh, key. You can have uh, the individual uh, drivers with a junior license can carry cannot carry more than one passenger under 18 who's not a family member unless a parent is in the vehicle. Uh, after the First six months, the number of passengers increases to three. The lawmakers say neighboring states such as West Virginia, Ohio, and Maryland have made changes in the minimum age to get a learner's permit. Joining those states would be more financial empowerment for Pennsylvania's youth and more tax revenue for the state, say lawmakers. Uh, how would you? Oh, uh, how would you get more tax revenue? I mean, somebody else. The kids go to work anyway. They ride their bike, or their parents take them.
0: Yeah, I'd, or yeah. their sibs. Yeah. Um. I, I don't even see how it would make it easier for young people to get – like who – who? like what measure did they use? How do, how do they know that, that it's going to make them easier to get to work? Are there a lot of 15-year-olds that can't get to work right now?
1: I think that's what, the, isn't that why they invented minivans? <laughs> I mean, moms and dads and sibs uh, yeah. and friends. You know, I can't get my around.
0: 15-year-old to clean, clean his bedroom floor. I don't know if he's responsible enough to uh, be driving around uh, with a vehicle. To do
1: a full stop. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, what do you think about that, folks? Uh, driving age 15, I'll argue, just for the sake of argument, that it's a good idea. But I would like to add more skills learning. I think the kids should have to go up to the uh, NASCAR. A track at Pocono and take the mm-hmm. racing course there <laughs> so that they can learn defensive driving and then they should have to drive with a trucker for a week in the summer on an over the road trucker and see what stupid drivers of cars and pickup trucks do out there so that they're more informed and learn how to drive safely or drive with the UPS driver. For I was, I was impressed to have had a chance to drive with a UPS driver one time and they're just ridiculously careful You know, you never see a UPS truck in a crash because they see trouble a mile away and stay away from it, Mm. you know, and they, you know, favor right-hand turns versus left-hand turns and don't take lefts in, in, you know, troublesome spots and... um, Uh, you know, observe the posted legal speed limit. And, of course, truckers have been swinging wide around trouble in interstates for years, and now it's a law in Pennsylvania that Mm -hmm. if you see a police officer stopped or a breakdown, you have to go wide around it. And, uh, you know, that's – so I think training like that would be very helpful.
0: Well, I think maybe the training, you know, where you're driving with another adult, you know, well, you're 15, that might be a different story. But to actually have allow them to drive on their own at that point, um, I, I would agree with the caller that that, you know, 15. that's, just, that's too, too many people driving. How many people do you see, Mark, driving, uh, uh, reading their phones while they're driving? You know that's going to happen uh, with the 15-year-olds.
1: Right. Or, yeah, maybe they can, can you come up with a system where you can't use a phone at all whatsoever mm-hmm. in the vehicle? You know, maybe that'd be the way to go. Put mm-hmm. it in the trunk. Mm-hmm. I know some people put their phones in the back seat. I know other people have a computer program either on the phone or elsewhere elsewhere that detects when they're in motion and then you can't use the phone you know the gps will work if you're using the phone for guidance but um it won't and that's just for the driver Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. so, all right, 570-743-9565. Standby, Lance, we'll be right back. Uh, and one of our emails has the subject line, uh, Trump, so we'll see what that's all about. But you can join us on the phone, five seven zero seven four three nine five six five. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us
3: at 70236. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one.
1: That's, right. <laughs> That's what it's all about, so I don't know why they need to drive. All right, 570-743-9565. Lance, you have waited long enough. Thanks for calling in.
5: Well, um, anyway, uh, first off there with our uh, governor, you know, talking about, boy, nobody's going to be executed and all that. Well, a little while before that, he was making sure That people had the right to execute human beings with his abortion business. I mean, that nothing shows up that liberalism may be a mental disorder than that. I mean, you allow the innocent to live, right? But he doesn't, he executes them. And then the guilty, why? He uh, allows to live. It just doesn't seem quite right, does it? I mean, if you can square that with sanity, you're doing better than I can.
1: Well, yeah, it's, it's uh, trouble for you to wrap your head around this. But in America, we do have choice and women have the option to curtail a pregnancy early <laughs> on in the pregnancy. And, it's, you know, people don't think it's homicide. A lot of medical people don't think it's homicide. I know you do, and you're a good faith-based uh-huh. guy out there. And so that's fine. That's a great opinion. But uh, I think Governor uh, Shapiro feels strongly that uh, abortion should be the last worst option that's out there. But women should have that option if they so mm-hmm. choose. Good Republican panelist, what's your view on this topic? He's saying uh, Governor Shapiro's some sort of a pretty pretty bad hypocrite.
0: Well, I um, I uh, personally believe that um, uh, I'd like to see no abortion. I don't think uh, you know, but uh, as it relates to the um, uh, the uh, capital punishment. Um, you know, uh, I also agree that that uh, we shouldn't have the capital punishment either. So, um, so on both of those uh, stances, I'm
1: uh, I'm anti-abortion, 100% yeah. pro-life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Honestly, that is the way I feel. I mean, we uh, go to uh, scripture. There are two uh, verses that really uh, apply. Why? <clears throat> it is, uh, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. So I prefer to let God, you know, take care of it there. Okay. But then when we go ahead, you know, for the innocent babe in the womb, years back we couldn't prove what was going on in there, right? Now we have stereo ultrasound, and you put that on mom, and you put that on the little bugger inside. it's the same thing going on there. So, you know, the liver's is liver and the hearts are beating. There's brain waves and all that. So it's really hard for someone to medically say that this isn't alive. And we go to Mars, right, and we find bacteria. That means life on Mars. But on Earth, heartbeats don't mean life. So it's just something I uh, think about there.
1: Well, I think, yeah, we've uh, – this is a uh, joke called the gun argument. This is the same thing. Uh, this is a dog chasing its tail trying to argue pro-choice and pro-life on this show. But, uh, yeah, now we know where everybody stands. So, well, thank you, sir. Thanks for calling in.
5: Well, could I uh, – well, this is – you know, what I prefer to uh, talk about here is we were talking about New York – and Florida how folks are going from that state to the other mm-hmm. and i have some some quick stats on that that is uh, really amazing like for instance florida has a population of 22 million and uh, new york about 19 million now we look at their budgets florida's budget's 114 million and new york is 227 I mean, just that is uh, really crazy. You think about GDP growth, you know, like jobs, seventeen percent for Florida. New York is eight, <laughs> you know. And you think about like the uh, Florida. They say it's so old that the peninsula creaks, you know, with, for the old people there. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> in Florida, they had like uh, a little over five billion dollars in Medicaid uh, funds and New York it's like over $7 billion and uh, uh, like that government budget though, that really uh, totally blew me away well the unemployment rate in New York is 4.3% it's 25 in Florida I mean it's just well Florida has no income tax New York it can be as high as fourteen percent percent
1: and what are, what's the rest of the story where to, where does all the money go where have all the people done why are there less job growth I mean this the states couldn't be more different what's the rest of the story
5: Well that's why people are moving from New York to Florida it's uh, something like a half a million people over just a couple of years right? And now they have all kinds of things with the mayor of New York wants them back, offering, <laughs> offering them everything but uh, you know, steak dinners at the Ritz if they come home. Hmm. All the while they're giving them out to the folks that are uh, coming there as uh, illegal immigrants. So, I know it was kind of funny when they were deporting them to, uh, <laughs> to Canada.
1: <laughs> all right, got uh, that you, was sweet,
5: wasn't it? Okay, all right.
1: Thank you, sir. Thanks for calling in. All right, one more caller, then the break. Uh, Mike from Bloomsburg, thanks for calling in. We haven't heard much from you this week, but thanks for checking in.
10: Yeah, it was uh, helping the economy of New York and Vermont up there. Skin. Oh, good for you. And what, one, thing I, one thing I noticed was the price of gas was one heck of a lot lower in New York State and Vermont than it is here in Pennsylvania. And the uh, roads seem to be in much better shape.
1: So and I don't understand that. What what difference? Sixty cents—that's Pennsylvania's gas tax—or sixty-eight cents, something like that. Now, what was the price difference?
10: I paid three thirty-nine, and wow. I, I don't know what it is around here. About three, uh, $3. seventy-nine. I don't really take care. It's about three, $3. 79. $3. seventy-nine. Okay, yeah. so that's forty cents difference. Yeah. yeah, which is almost a half a dollar. And those things add up pretty quick when you're driving, you know, four or five hundred miles.
1: Well, you get two half a anyway. dollars, that's a dollar.
10: Go
1: ahead. Now, you get two half a yeah, dollars, that's, that's right. a dollar. So, yeah, I yeah. could do something with a dollar. I mean,
10: you're darn right you can. Hey, listen, uh, I remember back in the day, uh, Bill Clinton, I, w- I was never that big of a fan of his, but I have to say, I, one thing I liked was the saying that they had in that administration, it's the economy, stupid. Mm-hmm. And and that rings true today more than ever. And I think the Democrat left, they understand that, but they don't, they're using the opposite to their advantage. And what I want to say is I like Penn State football and basketball. And uh, when I was up in Vermont, uh, we were watching the game on the uh, TV. Uh, they were playing, uh, goodness, who was that? Indiana? Illinois. They were playing Illinois. And... Kenny Pickett, good kid from Rochester, New York, scored 41 points, which was the most of any Division One basketball player this year. And prior to going up there, I was looking at senior day because my wife loves to see the kids go out there and their parents and listen to the stories, you know, the tributes to these kids that stuck there or played there, you know. And uh, she loves that. So I wanted to buy tickets, and I was looking at them, and they look pretty reasonable in price. So I'm up in Vermont, and Kenny Pickett scores 41 points. And then the next day I come home and go online and look at the ticket prices for Senior Day. And in most cases, they look like they doubled or even tripled. And that's all because people wanted to see Senior Day now that they had a guy that was you know, scoring the most points of any guy in the whole country. And it got their attention. That, you know, it's basically a narrative. Kenny Pickett created a narrative for uh, Penn State basketball. And here on the left, we have Democrats creating all kinds of narratives about the economy. When in reality, and I spoke to this before, when the price of energy goes up, you basically have four price hikes on whatever you're buying in almost every case. And I won't go through them, but it's a a fact. Energy goes up, cost of transportation goes up, the cost of driving goes up. All those things create a higher price, and those higher prices cost higher wages, and it goes on and on. And this government that we have right now is doing everything they can not to produce more energy. Okay, and it's supply and demand. Less supply of energy, and the demand is either the same or up, the higher the price goes, and that creates prices higher for everybody. And my problem with this government, they seem to be more interested in creating dependency rather than creating good living conditions for families. And, it, and, and it's all about getting the votes, making people dependent on Washington, D.C., so then they can go ahead and say, if we elect the Republicans, they're going to take this away. And from what I understand, some of this uh, money that was being passed out during the pandemic is going to come to an end. And I can, I, you know, I'd be willing to bet anybody in your audience that as soon as it starts getting down to the deadline, the Democrats are going to want to extend it or at least convert it into another giveaway, and the Republicans are going to be against it. And the next thing you're going to hear is Republicans want kids to die, people to starve,
1: and be homeless. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for calling in. You're welcome. Have a good yeah, one, now, man. Much appreciated. Bye. All right, five seven zero seven four three nine five six five. That's five seven zero seven four three W K O K. You can email us at on the mark at w k o k and you can text us at seven zero two three six. Include the keyword O T M. One of our listeners says, "Mark, Gretchen Whitmer impresses you really? In Michigan, they call her witless Whitmer. She is a." Tyrant says one of our listeners. All right, so we appreciate that text 570-743-9565. Call us now. Stand by, Tom. You're next.
4: Mm, mm. When car repairs get difficult, well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good Sunbury Motors
1: All right. Thank you so much, Rob Sender. fabulous producer. My good uh, co-host today, Craig DeFazio. He's a conservative, but very common sense, and he knows the difference between a Republican and a Democrat. Let's see if I have this right. Republicans want to make smaller government and balance the budget. Democrats want to blow up the budget make people dependent on them, and just grow, grow, grow government?
0: Well, I, you know, uh, yes, Close. but no. The Republicans, I don't have, I, as much as I am one, I don't think we've had a really good track record of uh, balancing budgets, and okay. uh,
1: we've spent, spent, spent too. So well, You saw my gotcha ahead of time, and you took the corner. Good for you. Okay. All right, Tom, you are on the mark. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. Uh,
7: good morning, guys. Uh, yeah, I, I jotted down a couple of notes uh, that kind of are under my crawl. Uh I think we have have a president that seemingly is unfit for office. We have a a senator who is unfit for office, a second senator who basically rubber-stamps the Democratic leadership's needs. We have spy balloons which cross the government or our our country unimpeded, uh, and then $12 balloons being shot down by, you know, uh, $400,000 missiles. Uh, we got a chemical disaster on our border, which the government, f- federal, seems to ignore. We have a southern border, uh, which is being invaded, resulting in I- entering of terrorists, illegals, fentanyl, gang violence, which, which could only cost us thousands of lives and billions of dollars. And we have now have Shapiro, who's against our death penalty, which in my lifetime does not seem to have been used appropriately or enough, to even say whether it's worth it. Uh, I just think the dominoes keep falling. And uh, I guess as your previous caller had uh Uh, said, uh, you know, we reap what we sow, and I think we're very poor farmers, and we better find better (laughs) seed and better ground.
1: Well, we have a terrible government in Washington, regardless of political party, and same in Harrisburg. You know, it's just this insulated group of people. I always say that the vortex removes their brains once they get inside the beltways at these two capitals, so I I think you and I are on the same page in that regard. There are some good leaders out there, but most... Republicans and Democrats in Washington and some of those in Harrisburg just have no clue what normal people need or want or what their government should do, or you know what uh, or how to balance a budget, much less. So, Greg, are your thoughts about this? I guess
7: we don't have enough of people active or at least our general citizenry to say you to hold them accountable. I mean, the election was the way to do it. It was always said. Uh, But to me, obviously, that still seems corrupted, and uh, I don't believe in mail-in ballots. I think it worked perfectly when you would show up with ID and prove you're responsible and vote.
1: Okay. Greg?
0: Yeah. um, I agree with a a lot of the things that the caller is is saying. I think the, the answer, which I don't think is going to happen, but term limits, right? You have people serving in our government that have been there for 40 and 50 years, and they make a lot of friends, and they make a lot of enemies. And so they don't work together. If you had term limits where people were in and out and, and, and had fresher ideas, you, you can't tell me that the people that are at the top of the government right now are the best leaders to lead our country. <laughs> it's just not the case. I think you need, you need new, fresh ideas. And I think term limits would 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 help with that, but the but you're asking the same people who are part of the system to change the the system rules.
1: Right, cut off the branch they're sitting. Right,
0: on. so that's why I don't think it's it's going to be uh, possible. But I, I agree with the uh, with the whole that the president is somewhat unfit. I I, I think that there's people behind the scenes that are, that, are, that are pulling the strings. Um, Bill O'Reilly, uh, regardless of what you think of him, he thinks that uh, or says like matter-of-factly, that Susan Rice is really behind the president, and she's the one making decisions. How he knows that, I don't know, but that's what he mentioned last yeah, week.
1: but did you see his State of the Union address or his remarks yesterday? He's as sharp as can be at the moment. I mean, I know he's had some stumbles.
0: You know, um, so if you have elderly parents, I have an elderly father uh, th- who suffers a little bit from dementia. They, they're, they're, sometimes he's Super, he's on 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 point, and he can talk and manage his life. And then other times he's not. So um, I think Biden has shown from his behavior and some of the things he says that sometimes he's good and sometimes he's not. And I think that was part of him staying in his basement during the the election and not being out there like uh, like uh, President Trump was. But go ahead.
1: <laughs> well, I think the reason he got elected is because he's not an R. <laughs> he could be well, a basement well, dwelling. There you go. There o- you go. O- old fart, and he'd there still be okay. Tom, we'll give you the last word. Please go right ahead.
7: Well, uh, to add a little bit, yeah, our politicians are corrupted by the money in Washington, and that keeps them there. Uh, Biden is scripted, and yeah, I, I, I would, in my whole mind, I keep thinking Susan Rice is behind him. Uh, if he were to stand there and take questions, you see how fallible he is. He can't think for himself. Uh, and I guess, uh, you know, I just hope we pray and keep voting the right way. Uh, on one other last point, a little different as far as 15 year old driving licenses, my insurance is high enough. Just think what it will be and what it will cost us if, they, if mm-hmm. it goes that way.
9: Mm-hmm.
7: We're in trouble.
1: Yeah, the kid's going to need a job just to pay for the insurance. All right. Thank, Thank you so you much, know, Tom. No,
7: not the kids. It's the parents. Mm-hmm. It's us. The right. whole of society will end up paying because of the accidents going up.
1: There you go. All right, thank you so much, Tom. Thanks for calling in. All right, we will take another quick break. Five seven zero seven four three nine five six five. You want to weigh in on this? We talked about Don Lemon earlier today, saying that people aren't in their pr- women aren't in their prime if they're over fifty. Wait till you hit fifty, Craig. You'll start to realize what it's like to be over your prime. So you're it's late.
0: Really- you're late, Mark. We'll oh,
1: be I am misty. Get out of here. Anyway, so uh, we also talked a little bit about the balloons. Uh, of course, the Pentagon yesterday said uh, more of those balloons during the Trump administration, they just didn't know what they were, so they never told anybody. And so that's clear. Now, John Fetterman in the hospital. So we talked a little bit about that. What's your view on this, folks? And and Josh Shapiro says no executions on his watch. What's your view on this topic, folks? 570-743-9565. That's 570-743-WKOK. Ah, uh, there we go. That's the good stuff. Thank you, thank you, Rob Center, fabulous producer, taking great care of us. Very much appreciated. One of our good listeners says Mr. Trump should sit in his basement and not spend money on rallies that are attended by fifty to a hundred thousand people. Do little or no interviews. Talk little of his accomplishments. Do not talk about receiving more votes than any other incumbent president. And then he should win by a landslide, just as. President Corn Pop did okay. <laughs> All right, three minutes each for our last two guests of the week. We'll start out with Harry. Go right ahead.
11: Hey, good morning, guys. Um, two things. One, um, the other caller was talking about gas in other states. I know I came back from Baltimore over the weekend, and we only paid three nineteen down in Maryland um, for gas, which is always nice. And you go farther south, it gets even less. Anyway, my my biggest comment though was about government and and part of the biggest problem that i see with our government today is we do not vote as the electors we do not vote for those who are looking to do any kind of good we look for those who are saying what we want to hear and giving us what we want not worrying about the fact that it's not affordable or sustainable or even practical so we have met the enemy and we are it (laughs)
1: Well, one of our county commissioners that got ousted one day said the voters are stupid. And he was a little irritated that day. But, uh, you know, are voters as informed or are they just looking for that D? Or in my case, uh, it it just could be anybody that doesn't have an
9: R.
11: I, I think we'd be a whole lot better off, too, if we had no party designation and you just voted for the person running. But that's a fight dream, too. I understand that.
1: Well, but, but see, uh, conservatives would endorse so-and-so, that kind of thing. So.
11: Yeah, but, you know, I think, too, we have to watch, too. We If you are conservative or liberal, that becomes a stain on you. And yet you can be a decent, progressive, free-thinking person no matter which which ideology you have. It's just that you have to be... Uh, we have taken common sense and uprooted it from everybody's garden, and that's kind of what's happened. <laughs>
1: All right. We got you, Harry. Thank you so much for calling in. Craig will see you in the parking lot tomorrow, too, probably <laughs> sometime <laughs> or, su- or Sunday. Okay. All right. Chris from Milton, you might be the last caller of the week. Go right ahead.
9: Okay. The, I think uh, two two months is, uh, not even two months, is a little bit early to start saying uh, that Fetterman can't perform his job. Uh, people get sick for various amounts of time and he performs some of it and some of it his office does but uh, I don't really see why the big panic about that after what a month and a half in office
1: I think we just got a little I told you so go on that's all
9: yeah yeah well people like to do that but that doesn't really matter and I'd still take a sick fetterman over a healthy uh, uh, Dr. Oz.
1: <laughs> okay, what but, else?
9: Uh, as far as I know, the EPA is doing stuff out in, uh, the, with a train accident. Uh, they're taking water and air samples and reporting on them. I don't know what else they can do. People talk about the dead fish. Uh, I would hope they'd get the dead fish to collect some, and so they could be uh, be uh, examined. But I, the residents talk about the dead fish, but uh, nobody's talked about collecting any yet. I would mean, hope they have not tested. But that stuff, if it goes right in the water, is obviously going to kill a lot of fish before it evaporates off or floats down or whatever. So there's a lot, a lot going on there, uh, but. I think the Republicans are uniquely suited not to uh, be able to do anything useful about it because they they don't like the EPA. They want to eliminate the EPA generally speaking. And they also, uh, uh, despite their new populist roots with Trump, uh, are the party of big business and deregulation. So what's it going to take to get a Republican? except maybe our current one you have in the room with you. He, might, he sounds pretty reasonable. But in general, the party is totally antithetic to uh, anti-regulation uh, uh, and new regulation. And the uh, regulation they uh, eliminated was the train regulation on electronic brakes. Now, I don't know if the heat in the wheels has to do with the brakes, Right.
1: Or not Mr. They conservative
9: fire, but but uh, nobody's nobody's explained
1: that yet. We have a conservative in I don't the building. Know what a box, mm-hmm. what hold a on, Chris. it does
9: on a wheel? But I would assume it might get hot from having brakes. Okay. Maybe the electronic ones do it better.
0: All right, hold on, Chris. Go ahead, Greg. Yeah, so you you talk about the Party of Deregulation. I totally disagree with that. Um, I do think that they they have tried to deregulate some of the rules. Now, as a pragmatist, you can overregulate where the cost of doing business is so great that you prevent uh, the efficient running of the business. So if you call that deregulation, well, you know, then then I would agree that that we want some deregulation. You can overregulate. So that's what I think some of it is. Now I'm not going to say that every everything that the Republicans are, are, are attempting to de- deregulate is fair. Um, I am a conservative. I love to hunt. I love nature. I want clean water. I want the fish to be in clean streams. I want, you know, when I go hunting, I want there to be wildlife. And so, um, so I don't want to deregulate so that there's more pollution. So I think there's a difference between just generally stating we want to deregulate and we want—we think that we're overregulated.
9: But it is a big r- rallying cry that Republicans use all the time, and it's—it's uh, it's not clear that the discussion, the the reg- deregulation does go to things like EPA, which they generally resent and think are too powerful.
1: We now curtail the common sense discussion you two are having without name calling, because we're out of time. Sorry, guys. Thank you, Chris.
9: Yeah, well. Thank you. Yeah, see Bye. you,
1: buddy. All right.
6: Thank
9: you
1: for coming in. Carving, Thanks for having me. Carving out some perfectly good minivan time with the family, so thank you. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. 10 o'clock, time for the Dan Patrick Show.